This is Hope FM. Well, one of the tremendous things about what is happening at the moment is the way so many volunteers are coming uh, to help. And somebody who's been right at the centre of of all of that is the Chief Executive of the Community Action Network, or CAN for short. Her name is Karen Loftus and she joins me now. Good morning to you, Karen. Good morning, Blair. You must be one of the busiest people in Dorset at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, pretty busy. Pretty busy. Not frontline, but but pretty busy. For those people who have absolutely no idea about what the CAN or the Community Action Network is, can you just explain what what the organisation does? Yes, of course, Blair. Um, Community Action Network, we cover the area of Bournemouth, Christchurch and Poole, We're an umbrella infrastructure charity and we're there to empower the voluntary sector to make sure there's a really strong and thriving voluntary sector locally. We enable volunteering, so we champion volunteering and we make sure volunteers are safe and we make sure that recruitment is safe. And we also involve communities, so we get people involved with their local community and we also um, we support public sector and health to make sure that the uh, services that they're developed are actually informed by local community need. So those are the three big things that we do. Now, obviously, along comes the pandemic, and you've got you've got your your yes. no doubt your business plan all set out and all the things that you, yes. so so did that all go out the window? Well, yes, about a month ago, yeah, we basically just uh, ripped up the plan and and thought, right, okay. What are we going to do? And uh, we swung into action pretty quickly, working really closely with our BCP council colleagues. Uh, colleagues, so we work really, really closely with the council and with other uh, of, of other voluntary sector groups across the area. So we made a plan for what we were going to do, and we knew that the the action that was going to be taken needed to be local. Um, we very much felt that this this pandemic needed local community action. Yes, national community action is fantastic, but this is going to be neighbours helping neighbours. People are locally helping people. Now, the amazing so, thing... So, yeah. The amazing thing is... Yes, sorry. 2,000 people so far. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, mu- you must be blown away by, by the, 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 well, the magnitude of the response. Well, Blair, we, we've put out a call um, to say, you know, does anybody want to help? We put up a very easy-to-complete uh, form on our website, which is uh, can100.org. And, you know, we were getting 200, 300. Every day it was going up and up and up of people kind of saying, yes, I want to help. And, you know, that was coming from all sectors of the community, all ages. We've, we've been absolutely blown away with the amount of people that, that want to help. We've been, what we've been doing, we've been making sure that some people have already have what's called a DBS check, which checks to see your background, that you're safe to volunteer. So we've been doing a lot of work with that. We've been uh, helping people to sift them into various volunteering roles, if you like. I don't know if the word sift is a good word, but that's what we've been doing. Um, So far... 528 people have been deployed by BCP Council. That is part of their fantastic community resilience work that we're doing with them. So they have a helpline, and I'd like to give the helpline number, if I may. Oh, yes, please do. 
Um, the helpline number, if you need any help across the Bournemouth, Christchurch or Paul area, is 0300-123-7052. So far, the council received over 3,500 calls for help and have been able to respond to everybody. So the, the volunteers at the moment, first off, Blair, we felt we needed to make sure people had food. That was that was the main emergency that we had when we first started doing this. Yeah. We didn't want any vulnerable people or older people who were having to shield themselves to go without food. Next came medicine. So we're working with the pharmacies across the whole area, and we've deployed 31 volunteers there to help people who can't get out who are shielding themselves to enable them to pick up medicines. And then the next phase that we're doing, we've just started last week working with Prama Care. Prama are a fantastic local charity that support older people and they're going to be uh, developing, or they are developing, a befriending helpline for older people. And last week we deployed 29 new volunteers to be at the end of line for older people who are feeling lonely and isolated, which must be terrible if you're an older person, um, you know, on your own, living at home. By the way, older person is over 55, just going to drop that in there for some of us who don't think we're older, shall we just say that? <laughs> so, yeah, there's been an, <laughs> yeah, there's been an, an, an amazing, an amazing response. And um, my organisation have been there. We produce some guidance. So if you're one of our new volunteers, you'll get some do's and don'ts of what to do. We've produced a code of conduct. Um, and, you know, we're, we're also part of a, a group of local charities and council and NHS who are all trying to work together um, to help our residents locally. Now, obviously, it must be a logistical challenge, huge, huge, I was going to say nightmare, really, but... but you haven't approached it as if it was a nightmare at all. You've been very practical and diligent and so on. But, I mean, you, yep. you have a small staff, Karen. How, how have you managed to cope with the deluge of calls, not to mention, of course, the deploying of those people into so many areas of work? Yeah. Well, um, we, I've got a brilliant team. that we've been work, We have been working quite a bit, um, I have to say. I think when this is all over, we're all going to have a holiday or have a lay-down in the dark room. But the the council have been amazing. They have redeployed many many of their staff into helping with the helpline. So it's the it's the I, I can't take credit for that. Our council colleagues have been amazing in deploying. They thought they would need to deploy a certain amount. They've doubled it. They've they've really throwing absolutely everything at it. So I would have to say, Blair, this is really a joined up joint approach. Of, of everybody coming together and working together. And that really heartens me. That really does hearten me. It's tremendous. And actually, also to hear that the helpline itself has had 3,500 calls so far, then what is the nature of those calls? What, what, what's the, the dominant need that people are expressing, Karen? Um, first off, it was food because, you know, we... we supermarkets were run at well you saw the you we all saw the pictures of empty supermarket shelves and then older people and people you know people were receiving letters who had uh so people with some long-term health conditions and everyone over 70 were told to stay inside now if you didn't have much food in 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 your fridge 
you were stuck. What were you going to do? Well, we were there. So right from the word go, from day one, we were there saying, okay, we can get a local volunteer who will drop food at your door. They will put, put carrier bags at your door of basics that you need. They ring the doorbell, step back. Um, in fact, I watched one of a volunteer delete, deliver some food to one of my neighbours recently, which really, I was like, yes, it's happening. It's actually in action, and I can see it right across my door, right across from my um, house. And it, it, yeah, so it was, it was food to start with. And I think now we're looking at, you know, then it was medicines, making sure that people get their medicine. That's not perfect. I can't say that that is perfect yet, but we are getting there because. Sometimes, Blair, you know, we're having to rewrite the rules here. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> because, you know, our, our country is set up. We do love a rule, don't we? And that's fine. But actually, in these circumstances, this is where some of our health colleagues and our council colleagues have spoken to us. And I've said, well, we're going to have to re do a bit of a risk assessment and rewrite some of these rules. So um, that has been helping to kind of speed things up. Because we've never been we've never been in this situation before, have we? This is, you know we are making it up as we go along sometimes. So it's not perfect, but actually it's been it, it's not perfect, but it's been pretty impressive. And what has impressed me the most is the human spirit: is people coming together to help each other. We're also, as my organisation, we're helping the little groups that are springing up all over the place just to help each other. So we've we've extended our, our help to them, which has been really well received, just to make sure that what they're doing is safe, really, more than anything else. We're not interfering. We're just offering out help because we have some fantastic experts on our team that can help with all things around setting up your group, making sure that it's set up properly and legally, all that sort of boring stuff, really. But we can help with all of that. Well, it's not boring, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, not at all. One of the things that I that I was very interested to read about was was some of the stories of your volunteers, like Rebecca Tinworth, who's a self-employed teacher from Boscombe, and she writes, I was delighted when I heard about this scheme. In fact, I signed up immediately, and the next day I was put in touch with a man who lives nearby. This man is deaf and has many learning difficulties as well, and he urgently needed help. And interesting enough, that help was, as you said, food. So she texts him daily, and uh, uh, because his family uh, aren't aren't local, and of course uh, she's been helping with the food side as well. Now Rebecca's story, of course, could be replicated literally two thousand times for the yeah. for, for the volunteers themselves. I mean, what sort of feedback are you getting from them? Because clearly they themselves are putting themselves on on the front line as well, aren't they? They are, they are indeed, and I think some in some circumstances like this, some people want to help. They want to feel that they they're doing something, and I think that that helps us all and helps your your mental health actually. That you feel you are making a contribution. Obviously, we give people really good guidance around the do's and don'ts and keeping themselves safe because they are permitted to go out. They are part of the essential workforce. Um, so, you know, if, if they get questioned by the police, they have identification. So they, they are allowed to, to be out and about and delivering food and doing things like that. But the feedback that we've had so far has been that people feel that they're helping their community. And actually, Blair, that we want the legacy to be 
that people feel more connected with their community, that communities are coming together more. And, you know, groups, local groups have told me this. I was speaking to the Reverend Janice over at Christchurch in Crete more recently, and we were both sharing our experience and our, our idea that actually this would, hopefully this horrible, horrible crisis, one of the positive legacies hopefully will be that people will volunteer more and communities will be more connected. Going forward, uh, would you like more volunteers? Um, At the moment, Blair, we're okay for volunteers, I have to say. Um, What we are looking for is for people who might like to come forward as befrienders. So I said no, and then I'm going to say yes, which is a bit which is a bit of a double negative, isn't it? So, yes, I would like more volunteers, please. We're, we we started a project um, at the beginning of the year called A Good Life. Um, this, this work is around helping older people to feel less lonely and isolated. And the premise was to help people to recruit volunteers to become community connectors, whereby they would help older people older, older people who were feeling lonely to get out and about a bit more and and connect more with their community. Obviously, at the moment, that's not what we want people to do at all. Um, But what we are doing is we're still uh, recruiting people to be community connectors if people are interested. Um, We're going to start off by having an online and phone community connector uh, volunteer. And we're specifically interested in people that live in the area around Sandbanks and Camford Cliffs in Poole and around Alderney and Newtown in Poole. So if you live in that neck of the woods, please get in touch with us. Now, the best way for them to get in touch with you, Karen, is hi. Um, the best way is either to phone us on 01202 466130 or you can email us at hello at can100.org. So let me just give uh, that again. So that number was one two two four double six one three zero, or hello at can one hundred dot org. Have I got that right? That's absolutely perfect, there. Now, before I let you go, and can I just say a big thank you, uh, from, you know, from all our listeners to the not only to yourself, for Karen and your staff team and the fantastic folk at the council that you've mentioned, but but principally those 2,000 people who who have come forward and indeed uh, those who will come forward to help you with the befriending scheme. Just remind us finally again of that all-important helpline number. If people are listening to the program and feeling lonely, isolated, in need of help, just remind them of the number that they need to phone for that. It's 0300-123-7052. Excellent. Well, and um, uh, sorry, can go that's, ahead. That's on, that's on our website, uh, which is can100.org. And that's also on the BCP Council website. And if you have access to the internet, uh, the BCP Council website has got lots of information on it. And our website also has information about all the local community action that's going on. So there's the um, local voluntary sector groups and the national voluntary sector groups, Blair, are already out there doing a fantastic job. So people like the British Red Cross, Age UK, Help and Care. Of course, I, I must mention FaithWorks Wessex, who are doing an absolutely stupendous job with all the food banks locally. 
Um, I'm going to name check Alastair Doxat Persa, who's the CEO of FaceWorks. <laughs> yes. Who is who is who is coordinating? Who is absolutely playing a blinder, coordinating all of the food banks' work and also helping all of our uh, homeless and rough sleepers locally. And every rough sleeper locally, you know, has been offered temporary accommodation through this. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.